them a lot of appreciation actually for the effort that people have gone to to, to get here. Our own journey involved a, a six-hour minibus ride from Gaia to Patna, a flight from Patna to Delhi that wasn't delayed as long as it might have been delayed, flight from Delhi to Pune, a very impressive 4 by 4 convoy down the expressway in the dark. Vera Dama, as it's just the people have spoken to, had a, like a 17-hour direct flight from west coast of America to here. I have no idea what Vajra Jyoti had to <laughs> do to get here. <laughs> Talking to Dasini and Viveka, they managed to find a tuk-tuk driver, a, a rickshaw driver who was willing to drive that track to get up here. But Dasini was saying she was only reassured that the guy actually understood where they were asking him to take her when he decided to charge. started off at 100 rupees and gradually as he realised what was involved, he wanted 400 rupees so that's and he could relax. <laughs> so all of you, one way or another, have had journeys like that. Some people, even like a lot of us, have come here from, from the convention, but some people have come explicitly just for, for, for this meeting. So a lot of appreciation for the work that, or you know, the effort that, that people have gone to to come to this meeting. And I want just to say a little bit about the International Council meeting. This is maybe stuff that most of you know already, but I think something like a third of the people who are here are here for the first time. So there's quite a turnover of the meeting, and I think it's worth just remembering as we start what it is that we're trying to do with the, the meeting. So I think this is the fifth International Council meeting. And the second one in India, we had one in Magaloka a few years ago. And the roots of the International Council come from the 2009 What is the Western Buddhist Order paper, which I have to say I think still is one of the strongest shaping influences on our community right now. I think discussions that were initiated by that paper are still going on, we're still looking at the implications. And a lot of that paper was around what it is that keeps us a unified spiritual community. And the the longest part of the paper, and the way the most important part of the paper, was around the sort of shared framework of practice. I was trying to sort of sum it up, and a phrase that keeps coming back to me, a phrase that Bhante uses again and again, is how the order is based on a shared understanding of going for refuge. And quite what that means in terms of our, our shared practice, quite what it means in terms of if I can use the language of lineage, what we teach, how we decide to ordain people. That was the bulk (coughs) of the paper. But there was a little kind of passage in the paper where Banty was saying there was another factor that was going to be necessary if we were going to stay together as a spiritual community. And he listed all of the different groupings of order members who took responsibility in different ways. So the order conveners, the mitra conveners, the chairs, the private preceptors, the public preceptors. But what he went on to say was that there was nothing that held them together, nothing that brought them into relationship with each other. And a a really simple point that he made was that if we weren't gradually just going to move apart over the years, if, if different countries and different strands weren't just going to gradually 
diverge. We needed some way of bringing all of those bodies into communication with each other and into some sort of relationship with each other. So that got raised as a question in 2009. And for the next year and a half, some of us in the the Preceptors College in particular picked up that cue. We had quite a long period of discussion, consultation in the order and movement. And out of that, in 2011 came the the first of the International Council meetings at Padmaloka, with Bante there (coughs) still well enough to give the meeting his blessing and his, his support. And it's been sort of going from there since 2011. In that meeting, we agreed the aims of the meeting. There'd been quite a lot of thinking beforehand, but the meeting discussed and agreed certain sort of core aims. In this meeting, I think, still trying to serve those core aims. What does this meeting have to do if it's going to work as that coordinating body and keep that relationship between the different strands, the different areas going. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to, I was watching Panamabandu writing the aims up in a flip chart, so you've got an aid memoir, but I wanted just to touch on the main aims. It was striking, I think, that the first of them was Kaliana Mitrata, so that the first thing that the International Council is trying to do is to bring people from India, people from Australia, New Zealand, people from North America, into just human connection with each other on the basis of shared practice. And I have to say, more and more I'm realising how much that kind of very simple personal communication is the kind of glue, it's not quite the right metaphor, but how important that is in creating a a community. Organisational structures can't do it. I'm even not totally sure that discussions on online forums is going to be sufficient to hold it all together. But just that basic human relationship, coming into contact with each other, practising together and discussing issues of principle together is the first of the aims of the International Council. The programme on this event is a wee bit different from what we've done in previous events. There was quite a strong wish in the planning meeting for this to have that practice element and that sort of shared spiritual framework a bit more explicit. We've been gradually trying to find ways of bringing that into the meeting. But what we're going to try and do on on this retreat is quite explicitly have a kind of retreat element to it so that the mornings, or at least most of the mornings, are going to be given over to meditation practice and looking in particular of a very sort of nice, pithy text called The Mind Training Verses. We'll see a little bit more about that as we go on. So a little bit of a, of a different approach to how the meeting's structured. second aim of the meeting is to do with shared ethical and spiritual standards. And one of the core things there, and to me this seems like a real live discussion in the order in the movement, the way it goes back to what is the Western Buddhist order. But what is it that is it our spiritual core? What's the spiritual core? What's the spiritual essence of Tree Ratna? And how do we make sure that as the movement grows and develops, on the one hand you allow for flexibility, yet you allow for a responsiveness to local situations, but in the middle of it there's a shared core 
when he says somewhere that the dharma has to be made specific to a specific sangha. So just clarifying what that core ethical and spiritual standards are. Related to that, the, the unity and harmony is, is one of the aims. And again, look, to me, one of the crucial things, I think, is what personal communication does. I was thinking earlier, a couple of times I've gone on conventions, including the one that's just happened in Bodhgaya, with a couple of unresolved conflicts. And you know, there, was, there was one I've been in a correspondence about for a couple of years. And actually just meeting people, meeting the person, meeting them in an atmosphere of such positivity actually makes it kind of hard to hold on to disharmony. It's quite a big effect on me. One of the aims of this meeting, both in the meeting itself and in the wider expression in Triratna, is how do we create that quality of unity and harmony? One of the explicit things we're going to be looking at in the meeting is how we address disharmony. How might we more effectively than we do at the minute engage with different kinds of disharmony from the personal to the organisational to the doctrinal. Next aim is guidance and support. And it's just this idea that everybody in this room has a, a responsibility and sometimes quite a weighty responsibility. Some people are pretty well resourced. You're in situations where there's a lot of experience around. You're able to draw on a lot of experience. For other people, it's not as rich, it's not as supportive. So how do we, can we set up a structure where people in different kinds of responsibility, different areas of responsibility, get support from peers and are able to draw on more experienced people who share that responsibility. So really kind of nice, practical thing. don't want to single out individuals, but I was just thinking earlier, Nanda Vajra's been invited to come. He was saying he was the director of the European Chairs Development Team. And that the European Chairs Meeting, I think, is the longest existing body in Triratna. I think it, it, it got up and running late 60s, early 70s. And it's the body that's had most continuity. In a lot of ways, it's built up a real expertise, a real experience in dealing with, creatively dealing with issues in the movement. So we've got quite a few people from EC and Indavadra here as a guest. We've got Nyanachandra, Nyanadara, and Dasin also from the, the ECA. So I'd love it if we can find ways of more effectively starting to share experience, broaden awareness of how collectively we are growing, how we respond to that. And the last of the aims is to set up something. The aim is called consultation and participation. And the question there is, how do you set something up that allows order members as a whole, or allows the whole order to be consulted on, to participate in discussions that directly affect them. So one of the aims is, is trying to set up that kind of mechanism where there's a real dialogue going on with the order as a whole. This is something that's come up in a few discussions I've been in recently, and just realising still, I think, we don't as effectively as we can 
have the kind of forums, have the, the structures that allow us to do that. That was the, the last of the aims. And, and maybe that last one knocks us on to the content of the meeting. But one of the ways that we generate the topics for this meeting is we do try quite carefully to consult. And we consult all of the areas. You've got a better idea than I have how effectively it's possible to consult within your area, but we really encourage order, movement and and college in each of their areas to be aware of what's going on in those areas. What's happening? What do we need to be talking about? We also talk to the order conveners, we talk to the preceptors college, so we're inviting them to feed in to the topics that people think are most important to discuss. Now, in a, a meeting this long, there's only so much that you can talk about. What we try and do is to sort of design a shape that allows most of the topics, or at least the most important topics, to be engaged with. And on, on this meeting, we're going to be looking again at the shared framework of practice. We're going to be talking particularly about a thing called the SICA project, which is trying to look at teaching at all levels of, of tree ratna. But in a way that opens up into a bigger discussion about the nature of our, our shared framework of practice. We're going to be looking at the structures of the movement. Sadaloka, as the recent chair of, of the college, has been giving some thought to the college structure. And actually it's part of our aims and objects of the International <coughs> Council. It's just now and again we look at the International Council itself and just say, what's working, what's not working, how could we do this more effectively? So there's going to be a discussion about, about structures. We've got a discussion about resolving disharmony, and we've also got a discussion maybe sort of turning out a bit more towards the world. A heading that came out of the last meeting was responding to the needs of the world, and in particular just looking at how do we make Triratna more accessible, how do we make it more inclusive, how do we include people that we're not reaching at the minute? So a topic there. Now, they don't exhaust the topics that the different areas came up with. There's, there's some really interesting topics in a lot of those bits of feedback from the area council. So we've also got a few open spaces that just let people, if there's a topic that you particularly want to follow through in a bit more depth, then there's the space there for, for people to organise that. So that's the shape of, of the meeting. And again, just wanting to sort of express my appreciation a little bit. If you take that fundamental job that Bante described in that paper, of what does it need to keep Sri Ratna as a sort of unified spiritual community? I think all of us <coughs> making the effort to come here and starting to engage with each other, starting to engage with some of these issues is a really, I think, sort of crucial part of that work of keeping Tree Ratna as a single spiritually alive community. So thank you, and I hope you find some of the discussions in the next few days interesting and useful.